Hey, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Profits, guys. Thank you here for joining us as we go through our Dynasty quarterback rankings. Guys, I'm really excited to go through this. Uh, you know, we don't do a lot of crazy, bold predictions. We stick to the books and stick to the numbers. We make really smart picks. Uh, and I think that that's what we do best. That's our strong suit. But at the quarterback position, we're able to have a little bit more fun and take a little bit more risky picks as far as our philosophy goes because we're not huge on keeping quarterbacks. So this is exciting to talk about a little bit the way that that affects who we're going to keep and where we're going to rank these guys. Uh, let's not waste too much time. Guys, if you've been around for a while, you know how this process goes. It's pretty simple. We'll get right into the video. But in case you're new, make sure to check out our website and of course make sure to check out our instagram and our facebook page we're posting on there almost daily uh, we try to do that although sometimes it doesn't always work out uh, posting information that you can't get in these videos but uh, let's not waste any more time guys there's really nothing else to mention in the off season but let's just have some fun and talk about these players all right, so first up, how could it not be Pat Mahomes? Guy went off, had an insane 50 touchdowns. Seemed like almost every category he was first in the NFL. He was by far earned himself role of MVP in the NFL. He was fantastic. Rob, why are some other more in-depth numbers? Why is he number one? Well, uh, I, I do want to touch a point that you talked about in the first slide, and that's, you know, in most fantasy drafts, especially in Dynasty, we do not advise keeping a quarterback in the Dynasty position. Uh, we believe you shouldn't waste a pick too early in draft. I don't want to get too much into that, but at the end of this um, video, we'll give you some reasons why we feel like uh, don't overreach for a quarterback. Uh, the other thing I want to remind you, this is our Dynasty video, not our quarterback rankings video, so that's important, and these will fluctuate based on um, scoring system. So we look at this. So dynasty quarterbacks. One, uh, Pat's young. He's going to be 23 next year. And so when you take a look at young quarterbacks, um, guys like this, oftentimes we can get so caught up in their, their talent, their ability, their gifts, their skills, things like that, their ceiling, uh, that they don't produce statistically. But this is a guy who produced statistically. In fact, I think you've got some stats there if you want to share real quickly kind of where he lined up statistically. Yeah, he was, I mean, I don't know if there's any way to argue that he wasn't the best in the NFL. He finished first for passing touchdowns He also with 50. He also had two rushing touchdowns. He finished first for yards per attempt at 8.8, .8, second for first downs completed, and second for quarterback rating, just shy of 114. His numbers were absolutely off the charts. And I've got something interesting to mention uh, after you finish what you're talking about, Rob. Yeah, so this guy wasn't just talented. He's not just young. This guy's already producing in the league. If you look at this guy as far as his age and ability and talent and all that sort of thing, he probably best compares to Dan Marino. If you actually look back to the beginning of Dan's career, very similar there. Uh, in fact, we did a video in two, uh, this year called 2019 Bust, and then we talked about some things. And uh, we went on to say that, you know, obviously teams are going to make an adjustment to Pat Mahomes. I don't expect that next year he's going to go out and have 60 touchdown passes. Um, it just happens the league teams will make adjustments. Dan Reno is a great quarterback. Um, at the very same age, Pat came in the league. And when he came in the league, Dan Reno, uh, he set records just like Pat's doing right now. Uh, he really crushed some records. Looking at Dan Reno, he had two Super Bowl appearances in 83 and 85, his rookie season, his third season in the league at age 22 and 24. Uh, he won the MVP just like Pat did. Very similar there. Dan Marino came in, he had 48 touchdown passes his second year and 44 at age 25 in his fourth season. Now his first four years, Dan Marino led the league in passing touchdowns three times, and yet after that he never did it again. Once again, teams will adjust. With that said, obviously Dan Marino still was a great quarterback, and Pat Mahomes, even if teams adjust, uh, is very talented there. But I think you can't measure the value of a quarterback um, doesn't matter if it's a rankings video or a dynasty video. If you don't look at the weapons around him, I don't care how talented you are, you got to have weapons. So for me, um, this guy's got good weapons. You look at wide receiver Hill, Travis Kelsey, 
in my opinion, arguably the best tight end in the NFL right now. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I completely agree. In fact, I was the one saying that in the preseason when a lot of people didn't believe me. You did say that, so kudos to you. He's got Damian Williams at running back, and Damian Williams has the best catch percentage among running backs last season. In fact, I think you even alluded to something regarding uh, quarterback rating to running backs regarding um, Mahomes and Damian Williams, something along those lines. Yeah, uh, so once you mentioned this to me right before we filmed the video, and I didn't have time to double-check the numbers, so I'm not going to say anything specific, but I believe Damian Williams had one of the best, if not the best, catching percentage of all running backs in the NFL, as well as producing one of the highest passer ratings when targeted to at that position. And so that's a wonderful combination going into 2019 that's going to help Pat Mahomes out a lot. Yeah, this guy's got great arm strength. You hear story upon story, he just does things that amaze him. Michael Vick was working with him, and Michael Vick was just shocked. If you know Michael Vick, that guy was a freak in terms of physical skill, and he couldn't believe some things that Pat Mahomes could do. Uh, he had great stats. You talked about his 50 touchdowns. He had over 5,000 passing yards, a quarterback rating of 113.8. He's the youngest quarterback to have a rating over 108. The next closest was Dan Marino, like we had mentioned earlier. Those two are very uh, similar. Uh, he could run, although I think that primarily this guy has the ability to run, but he is a you know, a pocket passer. I think he's truly a quarterback. I think that bodes well from um, athletic quarterbacks are fun to watch early in their career, but they don't project real well. But I think that his strength is being a pocket passer. In fact, if you look at that, um, last year he was number one in the league when he was kept clean in the pocket. Uh, he was number one ahead of Drew Brees. His quarterback rating when he was kept clean in the pocket or stayed in the pocket was 134.2. Uh, these guys got a great attitude, a uh, bright future. I love this guy. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, you know what I tell you? When you find a real absolute superstar, a guy who changes the way football is played, they break the books and they do things that just don't un that you just can't understand and statistics get kind of confusing. And Pat Mahomes did that last season. Get this. When he had over two and a half seconds, he had a passer rating of 96.6. Unusually enough, when he had less than two and a half seconds, he had a pass rating of 128.3. His pass rating skyrockets by over 30 points when he's given less time, which is insane. I tried to sit down and figure out and understand that, and I thought, well, maybe, you know, he's waiting longer to throw because the coverage is better, and that's why his pass rating is worse with more time. But also, that means that there must be less pressure on the quarterback, as well as that must mean um, that... Uh, Sorry, kind of lost my train of thought there, but I just think that that's absolutely phenomenal. Far and away better than any other quarterback when it comes to those quick passing plays. And so it's very interesting to see a phenomenal athlete in a guy like this who has weapons like Tyreek Hill not just be throwing the ball deep downfield every time. See, he's got some real phenomenal talent as far as just getting the ball out quickly. That's going to help, help keep his kind of his efficiency and his pass rating and all those sort of numbers up throughout the years. Yeah. Now, in the video, we didn't mention it. We're only going to go 12 quarterbacks deep. And the reason why we're doing that is your standard league size typically is 12 teams. So that's what we're going to go with today. Uh, anything you want to add? Or should we move on to number two guy? No, I think that's a pretty obvious one about set at all. Let's move on to the next guy. I don't know if this is going to surprise any people. Leave a comment down below if you don't think that Andrew Luck deserves to be here, but I certainly think that he deserves to be here. He had a fantastic season, finished second in the NFL with 39 touchdown passes, and he really surprised. He did some awesome things. He went out and had an adjusted completion percentage of 75.7. That's a pretty good number. Not actually one of the best in the NFL, but certainly improved. Definitely helped a lot. He didn't have some of the best wideouts, uh, but when you remove some of those dropped passes and mistakes by other players, 
players on his team. That's a really good completion percentage. Um, they went out and got Quentin Nelson. I think the big thing that made the difference between really the old Andrew Luck and the new Andrew Luck was that offensive line, second best offensive line in the NFL as far as sacks per loud. He took only 18 sacks. The guy better than him, Drew Brees, had 17. And he did that in one less game because he really only played 15 games in the last, last game of the season. They really rested him and stuff. So uh, Andrew Luck had tons and tons of time in the pocket. was very impressed by his play this season. Rob, what did you notice that put him here at number two? Yeah, so first of all, let's start off. He's not young at age 30. And so I think for a lot of people, they may want to go younger. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks in the league right now are younger than that. But in quarterback years, uh, for me, that means the guy's got seven or eight good years ahead of him. In fact, I would say seven or eight great years ahead of him. That's a lot of years in football. You look at the last four seasons, he's averaged 2.31 touchdown passes per game. Okay, that's phenomenal. Over 16 games, that turns out to be 37 touchdown passes a season that he's averaged in the last four years. The guy's putting up great numbers. Last year, his best quarterback rating. So that was good. No, I think uh, I love, I'm glad that you brought up the offensive line. Uh, that is so important. I think some of his early career struggles, and I say that loosely because of the moment he stepped on the field, this guy was very talented. He did great. But early on, he had some interceptions. His quarterback rating was a little bit lower than maybe it could be. It was really due to terrible offensive line play. If you look back early in his career, this guy had a bad offensive line. He was getting hit all the time. They made huge improvements in that. I think they're continuing to get better. Um, another thing I like about him, I think he's got some good weapons around him. Tight ends, Ebron and Doyle. Uh, Ebron was a, a revelation, wasn't he? That was huge. Doyle will be back next year. He's healthy. You look at running back Mack and Hines. They're above average pass kissing backs. And then you look at Hilton. Uh, Hilton is really, I think, an underrated wide receiver. And I expect, this is just my opinion, we'll see what they do. I think they're going to add another really good wide receiver to that. You know, you had T.Y. Hilton and you had another good wide receiver there. And the reason why I think they're going to do that, one, they need another one over there um, badly. But they have the most cap space of any team in the NFL. They have over $100 million available in cap space. So, I believe it's like $120 million. Yeah, it's a, lot, it's a lot of money. And so I think they're going to prove that. Now consider this. Yes, he's going to be 30 years old. But if you look at Brett Favre and Peyton Manning, had their best and record-setting seasons at the age of 37 and 40. So for me, that sky's the limit for luck. This guy could still be setting records. This guy could go out and hit 50 or even 60. Or I'm not saying he's going to hit 60, but he could get that upper echelon threshold there. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In fact, he's already hit 40 once, which was impressive enough. But, you know, one more thing I want to add to this. I don't want to linger on this too long. I love quarterbacks who can take advantage of little mistakes that the defenses are making. And for me, that means a lot of times at the quarterback position, right, like what can you do on play action? Now, they didn't have a huge running game, right? You look at like maybe Dak Prescott has huge boost in numbers off the play action because that running game is awesome. The Colts didn't have a great running game, but it was pretty good. One of the better running games that Andrew Luck has probably ever had and he took advantage of it on play action he had a pass rating of what is that 118.9 and averaged 9.9 yards per attempt absolutely i love that he's able to kind of take advantage of that he's a guy who doesn't like to throw deep a whole lot so he really takes advantage of that middle of the field being opened up when those linebackers take that step up and just get a little bit far behind um, especially with those tight ends as he's the number one quarterback in the nfl as far as targeting his tight ends so for me more than any other quarterback in the nfl his ability to perform on play action is huge probably one of the most important parts of his statistical, I guess, boost in his passing game. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Peyton Manning in terms of, I think the strength for him, just like Peyton Manning, was a very intelligent quarterback, a very bright guy, your prototypical quarterback that you want to see. So, um, anything you want to add? Should we go to number three? No, let's go to number three. So now before we go to number three, I think a lot of people are going to disagree with this one, but I really feel passionately about this one, and here's who it is. 
All right. Well, Carson Wentz, this one's going to come again as a surprise. A lot of people are going to be maybe another pick where you're going to be like, that doesn't seem right to me. But let's talk about it, Rob. I know you probably have loads to say on this. So what are kind of some of your first initial thoughts on Carson Wentz? So uh, the one thing I think we have such short memories. We're always looking for that newest thing, that new guy. You look at what Pat Mahomes did, which is just a rare thing there. And we have short memories. People forget that in 2017, this guy was on pace for 41 touchdown passes before he got injured. He was a front runner to win the MVP. In fact, if I remember back in that year, it wasn't even close. He was a clear front runner. The team was 10 and one going into week 11 when he tore his ACL. 2017 is not that long ago. And yet so quickly we forget, right? I think he's still very young. And as far as quarterback years go, you look at a quarterback when he hits his prime, it's typically after the age of 28. Well, he's only be 26 to start of next season. So he's really young still. Um, a lot of people thought he had a down year last year. One, he was recovering from surgery, but did he really struggle? If you look at it, he improved his quarterback rating. He had his best quarterback rating of his career last year. And he improved his passing yards per game. All that with, uh, they didn't really have a good running game. Jay Ajayi was out. They couldn't really establish a run there. Um, and then uh, the other thing I want to share here, I think this was uh, impressive. Last year, he was fourth in the NFL in the adjusted completion percentage stat. Okay, And what that accounts for is a passer's completion percentage um, it really shows how accurate they are, and it takes into account drop passes, throwaways, spike balls, batted balls, passes where the quarterback was um, hit while throwing. And if you take that away and you look at his completion percentage, he was fourth in the NFL. He was very accurate. And so I think this guy is um, very uh, underrated. I think in a lot of fantasy drafts, he's going to be overlooked next year. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. When you look at this, uh, guys, it's hard to measure his statistics having only played 11 games. It's like, well, he only threw 21 touchdown passes. Like, what? That's not a great season. Well, of course, you have to look a little bit deeper in the numbers, right? A 102.2 passer rating. That's seventh best in the NFL. Finished ninth in yards per attempt. Absolutely love some of those stats. Maybe one of the biggest for him coming off of that injury is I was very impressed by how he played when he was kept clean. They, they have done a very good job, the Eagles, on making sure to lock down that team in the trenches and they have quite a few offensive linemen that I like they have a very solid core group there that is going to protect their quarterback and that bodes well for a guy who averaged 75% completion percentage through 17 of his 21 touchdown passes and had a pass rating of 110.5 when he was kept clean in the pocket when he was able to throw without being rushed hit or hurried that is absolutely huge and bodes very well for him going forward. So, you know, I'm just really excited to see what he can continue to do as he matures and develops. Yeah, Coach Peterson said they're going to make a real effort to improve that running game in the offseason. That's going to help quite a bit. So, all right, you ready for number four? Yeah, let's go to number four. Maybe it'll probably be one of the first few picks in a while that people will agree with. Yeah. All right, so Deshaun Watson. This is an interesting pick because I don't know if I've ever felt so confident in a quarterback who has such a terrible offensive line. He took 61 sacks last year, and yet we're going to get to some statistics as to why. You know what? That doesn't necessarily scare us as much as it does for a lot of other quarterbacks. Rob, what do you like about Watson? Yeah, okay. I think it's a little overhyped going to last year's average draft position in many leagues was number two by Aaron Rodgers. We actually predicted a regression here a little bit. If you actually look at it, we nailed statistically where he'd be at, where he'd finish statistically. With that said, even with a slight regression, regression last year this guy is really good he's young talented athletic i love this guy so look at weapons i think that's so important you got to have guys that can catch the ball for you it's going to get will fuller back and will fuller when he's been on the field those two have been electric they have a great combination there and then hopkins at wide receiver hopkins is probably in my opinion um some would argue the best wide receiver in the nfl especially with antonio brown questionable at the age of 30 now you had a kiki qt there so he's got good wide receivers i like that there his career a short career that he's had, he's averaged just under two touchdown passes per game. 
You know, over 16 games, that's over 30 touchdown passes. That's a great start to a career there. Now, last season, he really started slow, recovering from an ACL. The first seven games weren't great, but the next nine games, this guy took off. In fact, the next nine games, he led the NFL in quarterback rating with a 115.2. During that same stretch, he had 16 touchdown passes, only two interceptions. This guy was phenomenal down the stretch there. Um, now, why was that? I don't know. It could have been maybe he was getting his leg strength back or just gaining his confidence. But down the stretch, this guy was hot. In fact, he had five rushing touchdowns for the season, four of those in the last six games. In the last seven games, he averaged 50 rushing yards per game. The previous 10, only 27 rushing yards per game. And he had his best rushing yard performance in the playoffs where he had 76 rushing yards against the Colts. Uh, I think he's another example of how short our memories are. People love Pat Mahomes and what's not to love, right? But in year one, you know who the guy was everybody was big on while Pat Mahomes was sitting on the bench? It was Deshaun Watson that we were all jacked on, right? Uh, this guy was really good under pressure, too. He was second in the NFL under pressure, only behind Nick Foles. Nick Foles only played five games. He played 16. So in my estimation, this guy was number one when under pressure. He could throw the ball great there. I think it's because his athleticism allows him to find time, move in the pocket. It's hard for corners to stay for a wide receiver a long time um, on long routes like that. He's entering his third season, but in reality, the guy's only played about one and a half seasons worth of games. I think him and Pat Mahomes are going to be battling for MVP for many, many seasons to come. Yeah, absolutely. He was a very effective quarterback. You know, I just praise this guy for what he is able to do and his mobility, able to buy time, stay in the pocket, but also be able to get out of that pocket and make some awesome plays, right? With a 103.1 quarterback rating and a fantastic season, he finished fourth in the NFL in yards per attempt with 8.2. Like, awesome. So, I mean, the question is, every quarterback, every player, every fantasy guy you're ever going to look at has an Achilles heel, and can they overcome that, right? I mean, that is the ultimate question. And for him, it's the 61 sacks. It's the pressure that he's constantly taking. Can he overcome that? One, 61 sacks is historically bad. And even if they didn't do anything to upgrade their offensive line, I highly doubt that's going to happen again. But also, he led the NFL in passer rating under pressure with 88.5. He thrives in those sort of situations. You know, to get that kind of pressure on a quarterback, you have to blitz. You have to bring extra guys. And he is able to take that and say, okay, great, you brought pressure. Well, that means you can't double team Hopkins. That means you can't cover Fuller as well. Guys, he is an absolutely phenomenal physically quarterback. I don't know necessarily how he is intelligently, but he reacts very well to what the defenses are doing, and he takes advantage of it. He's a guy that has too mobile not to take a lot of pressure on. He just takes advantage of that. So I love Deshaun Watson at this pick. I think it is perfect, especially as they continue to get some pieces around him and maybe hopefully get a running back into the backfield who can do a little bit more in the receiving game will be nice. All right, so how can we not put Russell Wilson at this spot? Man, it feels like so many guys deserve to be so high on this list. It almost feels like Wilson's too low and not necessarily because of anything, just that the only reason he's here is because a lot of these other guys have some phenomenal statistics, love what they're doing. But let's talk about Russell Wilson. Like, why is he here? Yeah, I think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. If you look at his career, he's really had a weak supporting cast. The offensive line for years was brutal. His wide receivers aren't great. That slowed his production. Um, but reality, this guy's been consistent in spite of all that. You take a look at it, his offensive line was bad for years, yet he thrived. Um, his, his career, he's got a career quarterback rate of 100.3. In the history of the NFL, only one quarterback is better, and that's Aaron Rodgers. That quarterback rating for his career is better than Joe Montana, Steve Young, Dan Reno, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, you name it. This guy has been phenomenal. Um, he had his best season last year quietly. A lot of people didn't realize that 35 touchdown passes to only seven interceptions. He had his best quarterback rating last year. 
and he had the league's uh, fourth-best quarterback rating under pressure. In three of the last four seasons, he's had over 30 touchdown passes. He's athletic. He can run, although he does it less recently. But it doesn't matter. He's still very good in that area. And it feels like this guy's been in the league forever, doesn't it? Like he's been around a long time, yet he's still only 30, just like Andrew Luck. And so in quarterback years, he might as well be in his mid-20s there. He's a great teammate. He works hard. As far as weapons go around him, uh, last year, Doug Baldwin, probably his best wide receiver, had a lot of knee injuries. He was hindered there. He should be healthy next season. Entire Lockett really took a step forward as a wide receiver uh, and really stepped up his game with over 900 yards and 10 touchdowns. Now, when you talk about consistency, a lot of sites will break down. Pro Football Focus talks about that, and they'll break down the uh, quarterback's ability to uh, throw uh, with a clean pocket, under pressure. They'll take into account adjusted completion percentage, deep passes, kept clean, all these sort of things. And typically, if you look at a player, they'll fluctuate in terms of where they're ranked on that, not him. He's almost in the top five in every category. This guy is so consistent. There's not really weakness in his game. No, absolutely. I completely agree with you. I think a lot of people are shocked to see, you know, we, we watch in this season, the Seahawks, wow, they really changed their identity. 20% of the time, they're running a sixth offensive lineman. They're running the ball more than they ever have. Like, Russell Wilson's got to be having a down year. Well, if I'm not mistaken, he actually set a career high for passing touchdowns. He was phenomenal, um, and I love what he was able to do. Why was he able to do that? The deep passing game. Not only did him and Tyler Lockett have a, I believe, perfect or near-perfect one 58.3 passer rating when Wilson targeted Lockett, um, but he just did it consistently in that deep passing game. So when he threw for over 20 yards, he had 15 touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 128. He is first in the NFL as the best deep passer. He was really taking what the defense was giving him, and that running game was really opening up those deep throws. And so I think it was funny to see that a lot of people, I think, uh, subconsciously, we were just assuming that he was having a down year fantasy-wise, but he didn't. He was phenomenal, and I'd love to see what he's going to do this year, especially if the Seahawks go back to a little bit more leaning on the passing game. All right, so this is kind of my man crush right now. Really excited. How can we not talk about Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch his first full season. Last season, he only played uh, played in 14 games, really, so only started 13. And yet, in those 13 games, he broke a, a rookie record for most touchdown passes by a rookie quarterback at 27. And a lot of the guys right behind him played a full 16, so that makes his numbers even more phenomenal there. You look at his last seven games, he had a quarterback rating of 102. He got better as the year went on. Um, down the stretch, that quarterback rating was seventh among all qualified quarterbacks. He got stronger and stronger. During that stretch down there, the last how many games? down the stretch, last seven games that I mentioned. Uh, he had three games of three touchdown passes, one game where he threw for four touchdown passes there. This guy was really phenomenal down the stretch. He had a great rookie season. I think really a change for him, though, was when they changed coaches. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do for a full 16 games with the coach there. Uh, finally, they got rid of, I can't think of his name now, but it was about time that they let go of uh, Hugh, Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Thank you. That was well, well overdue. It was so painful to watch that uh, for such a long time. but Yeah. Absolutely. You know, that 27 touchdown passes and 13 starts equates to 33.2 touchdowns as a rookie. That's phenomenal. But it gets even better. After Hugh Jackson left, Baker Mayfield was on pace for 38.8 passing touchdowns. Absolutely insane. Uh, I hate to insult a coach, but Hugh Jackson was not getting it done there. And it was it's very productive for his fantasy numbers that he is gone. For me, the first question that I had was, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. That running game is going to be insane. They're going to pound the rock on teams. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun to watch. But is that going to hurt Baker Mayfield's statistics? Uh, yes, it's probably going to hurt his volume and that he's not going to need to throw the ball as much as some other quarterbacks. 
but can he take advantage of the defenses focusing on that running game and pass better? So for me, I went straight to the play action passes, right? What did he do on play action? Was that good enough for me to justify him staying in this spot? And I would say yes. He averaged 8.9 yards per attempt. That's very, very good and had a pass rating of 111. So he was very productive on the play action. And I expect that to continue going forward. For me, the only reason he wasn't any higher than this was he doesn't have necessarily phenomenal weapons, but he does have a few good weapons, of course. David Njoku and Jarvis Landry are some pretty good guys there that he has. So I'd like to see it continue going forward. Maybe him get one more wide receiver option there. Uh, but he's certainly gotten the job done. His statistics have been through the roof insane. I'm excited as he can do going forward. All right, so what about Jared Goff? Rob, what do you have to say on why we put him here at number seven? Yeah, so I don't know how much I love him specifically, but I love the system he's in. Between him and the system that he plays in, the two are going to be great. In his third season, he proved his quarterback rating, how many touchdown passes he had, his completion percentage, passing yards per game. All that after he had a huge jump in year two, he proved again. Um, he increased his rushing yards and his rushing TDs also last year, but I think if we're being honest, that's not going to be a huge part of his game moving forward. I mean, they'll be that from time to time, but that's not the strength of his game. Now, he did have some playoff struggles. Once again, I can talk about stats. You might get to it a little bit there. Uh, the only concern I have is how he struggled in the playoffs. Well, one, he's only 24. He's still learning the game. He's going to work out those kinks. And in the Super Bowl, uh, Patriots linebacker Van Noy said that the Rams only introduced one new play that they were very predictable. I don't know if I put that in the quarterback so much as I put that in the play calling of the head coach there. And I think the biggest reason why I struggled come postseason, and I think it'll be fine this year, is one, Todd Gurley had any issues there. Arthritis, he missed some time. He's a great pass-catching back there. As much as I love C.J. Anderson, Gurley is more of a threat. We know that. And uh, you talked about this in a video, but he was so much better. The best wide receiver on that team, in my estimation, is Cooper Cup. And when he was down, that hurt. He'll be back next year. So I love Jared Goff. Yeah, absolutely. With Cooper Cup, that first part of the season, Jared Goff was averaging 2.12 passing touchdowns per game. That number is very good. Puts him in that upper echelon of fantasy quarterbacks. But without Cooper Cup, that number dropped to just 1.45. And that essentially puts him in that range of just an average fantasy quarterback. Cooper Cup is the difference maker in that offense. And honestly, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Very underrated for sure. Um, all I can think about right now, you mentioned him being kind of a product of his system. And as long as he's in that system, he's going to have some good fantasy numbers. I remember if you watch any of the in the middle of the season the gridiron heights videos um sean McVay says to tom brady jared's a system quarterback just like you i don't know why i'm thinking about that but that is absolutely the case i don't know if in any other team in the nfl he'd be able to do what he's doing right now that offense is phenomenal he's got three good weapons around him at the wide receiver position and todd Gurley out of the backfield and you know what he may not be the best quarterback in the nfl but he's taking advantage of it and he's a very safe option unless he gets hurt he's going to have a good fantasy season for the next few years so i absolutely love this pick right here fits in there perfectly uh here's another pick i think a lot of you are going to disagree with but hear us out all right, so Matt Ryan, by far one of the least exciting picks we put on this list, but he's not too old to have a few good years going forward. And as much as we want to get excited about these new young quarterbacks, we have to remember quarterbacks like RG3 that came into the league, right? A lot of quarterbacks come in, they even have good starts to their careers. We're excited. We think they're going to be the best. And then something goes wrong. They fall apart. What I'm saying right now is not that any of these previous guys we've talked about are going to fall apart and kind of do what RG3 did, but that we have to remember that 
Older guys who've proven themselves have value because they're a safe pick. And I like Matt Ryan here as he had a pretty good resurgence this last season. He had 35 passing touchdowns and actually ran three in. So a total of 38 touchdowns. He had a very effective season. Rob, you must agree with him being here. We kind of both worked this out together. Yeah, you know, I look at age 34. He's not young, but the old saying, uh, you know, Burton has better two in the bush. A lot of times we get so caught up in dynasty quarterbacks. We want to find that guy we can have for the next 10 years that we forget about the immediate, the need to win right now the next three to four seasons seasons uh this guy is going to have at least three to four more good season probably five now his first eight seasons in the league this guy was good but he wasn't great but the next two uh two of the next three seasons uh he's really taken that next step to become a great quarterback that upper echelon quarterback like you kind of referred to there during that last two or three years he had a quarterback rate of above 100 twice at 117 and 108 during that same time he had one season with 35 touchdown passes and 38 while only throwing seven interceptions in those two seasons and he was a league mvp now, as supporting cast goes, for me, that's the real reason why I'm comfortable putting him here. This guy's got a great supporting cast. Julio Jones, one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game. And then Calvin Ridley, a first-round pick who had an excellent rookie season. He had 64 catches, 821 yards, and 10 TDs. He's going to only get better. Austin Hooper's developed into a capable tight end. And Devontae Freeman, who's a very good pass-catching back, will be back there. Um, now, a lot of his stats have been determined on how quality that defense has been. The defense uh, had some injuries regressed, and I think that's why he had to throw the ball more. So uh, I think that's important to watch that. But I love this guy. I think he has a great supporting cast. He's got at least three to five more good years here. What else do you have about him? Yeah, you know, he went out. A lot of people will be surprised to find out he came just shy of a 5,000 passing yard season. He had 4,900 and what is that, 24 yards. So he was very close on hitting that mark, uh, which, by the way, is very phenomenal. Very few quarterbacks are ever lucky enough to do that. And he did it efficiently as well, 69.3 completion percentage, 8.1 yards per attempt, pass rating of 107.9. All the numbers were there. And I think we got to give so much credit to Calvin Ridley. I don't think if Calvin Ridley goes to the Falcons that I don't know if Matt Ryan makes this list. Not only going forward with that weapon, but also having 10 of those 35 passing touchdowns being that huge boost, right? I mean, Julio Jones is great, but he's not a big touchdown guy. And that's really what Matt Ryan was looking for. One more playmaker in that offense to allow Austin Hooper to just be the small piece that they need to make up for the injury of Freeman last year. Calvin Ridley makes all the difference in giving Matt Ryan the weapons to put him here at number eight. Not the most exciting pick, but absolutely deserves to be here. All right. So on to another guy that's not young, but it's probably one of the safest picks that you can have out there in terms of quarterbacks. All right, Aaron Rodgers had to be on this list at some point. What he has done year in and year out, he has been phenomenal. He has been productive. I mean, he, he just had to be here somewhere. Am I not? I mean, really, I think a lot of people think of Aaron Rodgers as starting to get old. He's 35 years old, and that's, that's not young. It really isn't. But three or four more good years, I think he absolutely has that in him, of course, unless he has some major career-ending injury. I like what you mentioned about Brett Favre having his best season at 30, or excuse me, at 40. Yeah. Um, guys, 35, again, even if the quarterback position isn't, necessarily young but in a dynasty league you can't think five ten years out you can only think maybe three years out at a time because the nfl changes so much and so frequently and so that's really what we're looking at right here when we talk about aaron Rodgers at this position so rob what do you like about Rodgers? okay i know a lot of people feel like he regressed especially last year um last two seasons his quarterback rating was under 100 for him that's not typical his career quarterback rate is over 100 um, yet last season with a regression, he had 25 touchdown passes to only two interceptions. That's crazy good. The year before that, in six games, he had 16 touchdown passes. He was on pace for 43 touchdown passes. 
So if that's a regression, I'll tell you what, a lot of quarterbacks would love to have his off year. This guy was phenomenal. Now, I think they could do some help on wide receiver after Devontae Adams. Yet a lot of those wide receivers are young. I think they're going to be able to step up and improve and get better. In 158 games, once he took over as a starter, he's thrown for 337 touchdown passes. He's averaged 2.13 touchdown passes per game. Consider this. Peyton Manning, who leads all NFL in history with 539 touchdown passes, only averaged 2.03 touchdown passes per game. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been better. He's been a more consistent quality quarterback. In the seasons where he was a starter, he's only averaged seven interceptions per season compared to 31 touchdown passes. That's what he averages since he's been started. 31 touchdown passes to seven picks. That is so consistent. What makes that number, 31 touchdown passes, good is he's only averaging 14 games played per season, missed some games due to injury, and he's still been able to keep that average up there. I love to hire Matt LaFleur at 39. I think he's hired to be the, the next McVay there. I think he's going to do some things, ramp things up, be creative, and maximize his skill set in a way that maybe MacArthur, not MacArthur, but uh, McCarthy. McCarthy, thank you, didn't. And uh, Joe LaFleur, he was the offensive coordinator for the Rams in 2017 when they went from the year before the worst offense in the NFL, when had 14 points per game to scoring number one in the NFL, 29.9 points. No other team in the NFL has made that sort of switch. He was a offensive coordinator there. Uh, he's a Titans offensive coordinator last year, although they had a ton of injuries. It's really hard to look at it. They had a lot of uh, young wide receivers. But he was also the quarterback coach for the Falcons back in 2016 when Matt Ryan won the MVP and had that breakout season. For me, he's probably the safest fantasy quarterback out there in terms of like a guy you can trust. Absolutely. I mean, we talk about a down season. He still threw for over 4,400 yards. And one of the things that really hurt him was the 49 sacks that he took. That was maybe one of the most brutal years, if not the worst year he has taken for pressure and just times that he was hit in sacks. That was a very difficult season for him. That number is going to get better. Not only have the coaches come out and said that, you know, like that's not going to happen again. We're going to focus on that. We're going to improve our offensive line. Um, that was due to a lot of offensive line issues. And of course, the, a lot of those young wide receivers taking too much time to get open downfield, that's all going to get better. That's all going to improve over time. In fact, I don't have enough time. This video is already getting kind of long, but I have a few in, uh, but I had a few stats. I'll just say kind of uh, briefly, but his numbers got better when they finally got rid of Mike McCarthy. And that was just for whatever reason, that change helped out quite a bit. It didn't make a phenomenal difference, but once he's got a full year with a new coach, that is going to be what he needs to really step up and be the quarterback that he was. So Aaron Rodgers here at number nine, not the most exciting pick, but like I've said with some other guys, he just deserves to be here. All right, so Dak Prescott, this was an interesting one because when we first did this list and I first threw up my top 12 guys together, he didn't make it. But then you start to look at some numbers more in depth and you realize, okay, there are some things on the surface level that Dak Prescott does that you don't necessarily see unless you take the time to appreciate the kind of quarterback that he is. Rob, why don't you take the lead on this one? So, yeah, going back to early last season, it was really easy to forget. Hard to imagine. This guy was Rookie of the Year in 2016. Uh, if you look at that year, though, he deserved every bit of that Rookie of the Year award. He had a 105 quarterback rating. He had 23 touchdown passes to only four interceptions. He also had six rushing touchdowns to that. He was composed, athletic, he had a good arm, very reminiscent of Russell Wilson. But in reality, Dak Prescott's rookie season was actually slightly better than Russell Wilson's. Now at 5'11", 215, you look at Wilson versus Dak at 6'2", 235. Dak's bigger frame, I think, is going to project better long-term as far as health goes and the ability to run the ball near the goal line, very similar to Cam Newton there. Now, many thought Dak was a bust in 2017, but he actually looked good early in 2017 there, even though he had an off year. Through the first six games, he was having a great year. 
he had 14 touchdown passes, only four interceptions. He was on pace for 37 TD passes. But then what happened? Ezekiel Elliott went out, play action was out. Like you said, he thrives off of play action. The offensive line got banged up and everything kind of fell apart there. That, Harry, that kind of hangover that he had did carry over into 2018 for the first three games, but then he turned things around and it really took off once Amari Cooper joined the team. Dak's quarterback rating after that was 103. In fact, he averaged 267 passing yards with Cooper to only 202 passing yards without Cooper there. He had 20 touchdown passes in the final 13 games and a quarterback rate of 101. Um, and he's had six rushing touchdowns all three seasons. So that's kind of a nice number there that you can look for. And last season, he was third in the NFL with a quarterback rating when he was under pressure. So this guy, I uh, really love Dak Prescott. So Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you talk about once Amari Cooper showed up. Once Amari Cooper showed up, he had a quarterback rating of 103 and was on pace for a 28 passing touchdown season. That number is great. But what I like even more about it is we can, I mean, I don't know if I can be so certain about what a team's going to do in the offseason. I'm never all that confident. But with the Cowboys, I'm like 95% certain they're going to do something in that wide receiving core to boost them, right, to get some help there. Why? That offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. Their running back is set, their quarterback is set, and their defense stepped up drastically, finished the season as one of the best defenses in the NFL of that last little stretch. The one thing they need is a wide receiver. They'd be insane not to go out and get a guy. And if they do that, which they will in the next couple of seasons, maybe not this offseason, although I think so, if not this season, next offseason, they're going to get him some more help. That's going to be a huge boost. I would love to see him be a guy finally go over 30 touchdown passes in a season. I think he absolutely can. All right, so you know what? We're finally going to give you guys some respect. I know Bears fans don't definitely don't like some of our opinions, but here you go. This one's for you guys. Mitchell Trubisky coming in here at number 11. Yeah, we gave him a hard time going into uh, this year. And if we're being honest, he was bad as a rookie. Um, let's just put it aside, he was not good. Um, this guy, though, one of the things I like him, he's got underrated mobility. 421 rushing yards, three rushing TDs. Now, he made great progress in Season 2, throwing for 24 touchdown passes in 14 games. But if you look at it, the first three games this year, he looked bad again. It looked like this guy is not making an adjustment. But after that, a totally different player. He had a quarterback rating over 100 after those games. After that time, he had 22 touchdown passes to only nine interceptions during those 11 games. He was very good. And he also was sixth in the NFL quarterback rating when under play action. I think that's important because if you take a look at his mobility, what Nagy wants to do with that team there, they're talking about trading Howard away and getting a true three down back there. I think they're committed to running the ball and trying to do it in a way that play action will be effective all three downs there. I think that's huge there. I look at Matt Nagy's creativity. Um, I think they're going to improve the running game there. I think that helps. Another thing I like is that Allen Robinson, got to have weapons, right? Um, he looked better down the stretch. Allen Robinson got better later in the year. Uh, he's going to have two years removed now from ACL surgery there. You had rookie wide receiver Anthony Miller who showed some good upside. And you look at Tariq Cohen, who's dangerous um, in the passing game there. I think they give some pretty good weapons. I like Mitch Trubisky. So. Yeah, you know, comes in with 24 passing touchdowns, three rushing, 27 total touchdowns, very effective. You talk about that mobility, that was a huge part of his ability to step up and have a better season back in 2018 last year. He actually, actually finished ninth in the NFL with passer rating under pressure. 
He thrives in that sort of situation. And again, I love that coaching. Nagy, he knows what he's doing. He's going to get him a little bit more help. I'm excited to see what he can do when he gets a true third down running back in that offense. And of course, develop that wide receiving core a little bit better. I don't think he is maybe has quite the ceiling as some of these other quarterbacks on this list, but he definitely comes in at number 11 on this list in my mind because of that physicality, that ability to run for touchdowns and to do just a little bit more to kind of boost his fantasy numbers. All right, here it is. Maybe the boldest of all of our picks. Even I am surprised right now that we ended up putting him here. But Josh Allen. Yeah, I didn't want to put him up here because I don't like quarterbacks that are purely athletic that run first. But it's really hard to deny this guy's talent. So he's a first-round pick, seventh overall. He's got great size, 6'5", 235, and a very strong arm. But he was viewed as a project. Now, he really struggled in the passing game last year. But one, uh, look at supporting cast. He didn't really have any wide receivers Consider his wide receiver core. Benjamin Foster, Zay Jones, the tight end position was bad there. McCoy was hurt off, and Benjamin was a bust. His best wide receiver was Ricky Robert Foster. He didn't have a surrounding cast that really helped him in that area there. Um, now, he was considered a project. Now, the first seven games, he only averaged 142 passing yards, but the next five, 216. So there's progress there. Uh, in the first six games, he only had two touchdown passes to five interceptions, but the next five games he had eight touchdown passes to seven picks. So we're starting to see that progression for him there and that talent. But really why I put him up here is the legs. This guy is extremely athletic. Um, down the stretch there, he had uh, twice over 100 rushing yards. In four of the last six games, he averaged 108 rushing yards per game and had five rushing touchdowns. That was phenomenal. Now in his first... Um, six games his quarterback rating was 61.8 the next six was 72.6 so his quarterback rating did improve as the year went on i would say 72.6 is not great that's not a spectacular jump but it does show once again signs i think he's making adjustments and he's starting to speed up his growth there now when you consider the huge leap that say goff and trubisky had from year one to year two and you look at this guy who is very athletic you can see how this guy could really take off next year and then the the staff the people around him players and coaches jim kelly who was the hall of fame quarterback there said that he's really excited loves the guy's personality says he's very hard working so everybody around tends to love this guy there so josh allen even though uh he's got a lot of red flags also got a lot of talent a lot of upside probably the lowest floor but maybe the highest ceiling of a lot of the guys that we have talked about. Yeah, absolutely. I don't necessarily have a whole lot to add to this. Two things I'd like to say. One, a lot of quarterbacks who like to run a lot make me nervous. However, Josh Allen makes me the least nervous of all the running quarterbacks. And why is that? You talked about the size. A few quarterbacks like a Cam Newton or a Ben Roethlisberger, they can afford to take hits because they're so big. Josh Allen is one of those guys where he's got the size that it makes me less nervous and he can handle that. That's just one thing. But really the big thing that I wanted to mention is when you talk about dynasty quarterback rankings of all the other positions, I'm willing to take a gamble. Why is that? Because quarterbacks come out of nowhere to have monstrous seasons. Pat Mahomes was the best quarterback in the NFL in astronomical 52 total touchdowns, and he'd only played one game prior. Andrew Luck finished second in the NFL for passing touchdowns with 39. People weren't even sure if he was going to play. Like we honestly, a lot of us had no idea if he was going to play this season. Baker Mayfield set a rookie record for passing touchdowns despite only playing or despite only starting in 13 games. Deshaun Watson came out of nowhere, not last year, but the year before. They have this phenomenal thing. He was on pace for like 49 touchdowns before he got hurt. I mean, time after time after time again, every season a quarterback comes out and shocks us and surprises us. You know, Mitchell Trubisky went from, you know, seven touchdowns up to 24. 
I think from like five to 28 was Jared Goff. I mean, quarterbacks make huge steps up from year one to year two. And you know what? I'm willing to say that I think this year it could very well be Josh Allen. Is that a perfectly safe play? No, it's not. It's absolutely not a perfectly safe play, but it's a chance I'm willing to take. Okay. So to our final slide here, we're going to briefly share with you why we say that when it comes to drafting a quarterback or in dynasty leagues, why you should not keep a quarterback. Um, there's so much value out there. We typically would tell you to take a quarterback after the fifth or sixth round there. Um, and we don't advise keeping them in dynasty leagues unless you're in a two quarterback league or they require you to keep one there. And here's why. There's just so much value at the quarterback position. And to me, it comes down to supply and demand. Now, I don't know if you want to add anything, but I've got a number of notes here I'll share just briefly. You want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. Okay. So when you consider a few things there. The league has become more passer friendly than ever. There's more and more quarterbacks. You can see the graph that we have there that just shows uh, how many guys there through the years now are increasing throwing for 4,000 passing yards and 30 plus touchdown season. It used to be throwing, you know, 30 touchdown passes meant that you were going to be considered for MVP. Prime example, in 1994, only three quarterbacks did that. That was Dan Marino, Brett Favre, and Steve Young, right? So that you hit 30, that was a really good year. You're probably going to be considered MVP. 2015. 11 quarterbacks reached that plateau. 11 quarterbacks threw for 30 touchdown passes. Two more had 29, and an additional three quarterbacks were on pace for 30 before they got injured. You just see that more and more. And even last year, we talked a little bit. We were in two 16-team leagues. And uh, yeah, it was hard to find a good quarterback that you can trust, but it was equally hard to find a good running back that you could trust. And so it was really comical at the end of the year they're watching some of the running backs that teams were throwing out there. It was just funny watching them scramble to find a good running back that they could trust. Yet with that said, there was still a lot of good quarterbacks that you could stream even in 16-team leagues. You look at Winston, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Baker Mayfield were all reasonably available in 16-team leagues. From weeks 13 to 17, okay, all those that I named were top 10 in quarterback scoring for fantasy, with Josh Allen being the number one ahead of Pat Mahomes. And so I just think there's a lot of value out there. So for me, it really comes down to uh, supply and demand there. Now, some would point out Damian Williams down the stretch and they say well look at damian williams was hot down the stretch and you could stream that guy and pick him up a lot of people didn't have but i would say this i think it's harder to pin down a running back late in the year versus a quarterback uh here's why it's hard to trust distribution a guy gets injured so you know is williams going to take over who's going to be the guys that where you see that all the time and it takes you two to three weeks to really uh begin to figure out um who that guy's going to be in terms of touches but as far as quarterbacks go, he's a starter or he's not. It's just a lot easier to stream a quarterback than it is to trust any other position. So uh, we're not going to go in great depth. And the reason why is because in a lot of our videos, we have done that. We will put out a quarterback ranking video. And in that video, we will go really deep into why our philosophy is stay away from quarterbacks early in the draft. Don't keep one of keepers. But we did this video because we know some of you, you're going to keep a quarterback or your league may require you to keep one. So that's why we did. Anything you want to add to that? No, I don't have much to add to that. It just in the modern day NFL where nine quarterbacks threw for over 30 touchdown passes last season and all and nine quarterbacks threw for a quarterback rating of over 100 yard or over 100. I mean, it's just unless you're in a league where nine or 10 people are keeping quarterbacks, you're going to be able to get a guy who throws 30 touchdown passes without putting a lot of energy into it. And if that's the case, maybe take advantage on that focus on quarterbacks quarterbacks and get some other positions. Again, it's just our philosophy. Maybe you don't agree with it, but we'll talk about it more in our regular quarterback rankings video. It's worked phenomenally for us, that's for sure. So 
Guys, let's not waste any more time. I know if you guys watch our channel a lot, you know this last few minutes is probably stuff you have heard a lot, but we can't leave it out because it is really so crucial to why we rank these guys where we rank them. As always, thank you guys so much for watching. Rob, do you have anything to say before we go? Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, comment, like the video, share, subscribe if you haven't. Uh, help us continue to build and look for some more changes that are coming. Yeah, you guys have a great day and God bless.